What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Take It Easy Sports Show, part of the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network. My name is Zach Lavara, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Eric Newman. Eric, what is going on in the land of the one known as Newman today? No one has ever introduced me that way before. I know. I thought it would be a lot of things I've gotten. (laughs) You're a new man. Um you know, like well, well, you know, after your uh, your intro last week with the get to know the Z man, I thought I had to, you know, spice it up a little bit. Yeah, I've never as as much as I've always been kind of the goofball. I've, I've given a lot of people nicknames, but I never really had much of a nickname. Recently, people for I don't even know how it started have been calling me E. Um, okay, I don't like. I don't. I honestly don't know how it started. Uh, I don't. What's up, E? How you doing, E? Yeah. So <laughs> I've been getting that. And I don't dislike it. I just, uh, I don't know the origin of it other than obviously it's just the first letter of my name. But well, really quick, the nickname guy, I never had much of a nickname. People would just call me Newman or Eric or whatever. You know, I there there are things I call you that aren't really podcast appropriate. But, right, but um, not anything consistent. <laughs> well, not that you know of anyway. Yeah, behind um, my back is a different story. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, well, our old managing editor used to call you uh, Eric Norton, Eric uh, Newton. Um, what else? There's one other name I thought, right? Yeah, Nelson. Nelson, um, that's a good one. I've gotten yeah. things like that, but it was never... What I mean is like, you know, people have... Yeah, um, you're the Z man. You've been called that for your whole life. Um, I have. Since yeah. When? Uh, twenty twelve. Interesting. It's not your whole life, but eight years, nine years. Interesting. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you have a nickname growing up? Um, okay. Really dumb, and we're gonna get sidetracked a little bit. So uh, for everyone listening, uh, you're gonna get get to know me. You know, quote unquote, the Z man a little bit more. Um, so when I was younger, um, now granted, I've always played offensive and defensive line. So I've always been a little bit on the bigger side, right? I own it at this point. Um, so when I was really young, I also, my favorite color is blue. So I would always get the Denver Nuggets blue jerseys. You know, those like the old powder blue ones were when Carmelo Anthony was there. Those are nice. I like those. I love those. I love those jerseys. And I was a huge fan of, of Mello as well. So I had a Carmelo Anthony jersey that I think I wore, honestly, probably three to four times a week. Obviously, I'd wash it, but or my mom would wash it because I was like nine at the time. I think that. Yeah, two. for sure. Anyway, anyway, I get it. Uh, yeah. Um. So because that jersey, I think on the front of it, it said it either said I think I had a white one too. So I think I had one that said Nuggets for the home jersey when I and one that said Denver, obviously. So. For some reason, because my dad thought that I was like the biggest Denver Nuggets fan, he started calling me Nugget. Now, granted, when other people, aka my friends, who you know I'm still friends with to this day, but they're kind of douchebags, um, when they heard that, they automatically assumed it's because I love chicken nuggets. So they would call me Nugget. <laughs> yeah. So it would be two different reasons. Like my dad is calling me Nugget because I was a huge Mellow fan. And then my friends are calling me Nugget because I was just fat and they thought I'd love to eat chicken nuggets all the time, which in reality, I really never ate chicken nuggets. So who doesn't like chicken nuggets, though? Like, well, I mean, yeah, they're good, but, but they're like, nervous. but I feel like to get the nickname Nugget based on that, you have to literally eat them like almost every meal. Oh, yeah. And I never did that. 
Yeah. But yeah, there you go. That's a rough nickname. Does that still stick? Does anyone still call you that? No. I, I put a I put a stop to that. Um probably when I stopped wearing the, the Denver Nuggets jersey. Once you started around. being called Z Man. Yeah, whatever. Uh f- another fun story. So uh I had I was on a flag football team with some of my best friends, right? We were a little bit older at this time. Um probably like junior high age, I would say. And we were really good. We were very, very good. And um <laughs> is there offensive line in flag football no i just i played receiver actually mm-hmm. i actually had a lot of one-handed grabs i was pretty good um so the the coach of the team was on my friend's dad who he's from new york so you can imagine he's got that accent just a super funny guy right uh big guy too like a not he wasn't small by I mean talking like six three six four you know bigger dude right yeah um but just funny just funny as hell so we were at practice one day and it was kind of cloudy and um, someone, one of my teammates was like, oh, wow, that cloud looks kind of weird. And so we all look up and him and he was like, what? I was one of his favorites. So it was it was fine. I, I laughed about it. But he was like, Zach, don't look too long. It will start to look like Kung Pao chicken to you. Jesus. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. I don't know. It was funny, though. It that was really funny. funny. Um, but no, I mean, he's such a good guy. Um. I doubt Chris Camerata listens to this podcast, but Chris, if you are listening, tell your he dad. He told I said me he's hi. our biggest fan. Yeah. Chris, if you're listening, tell your dad I said hi. Um, but yeah, no, it was super, super funny. But yeah, there's another uh Z Man story. Fair enough. Yeah. So uh where were we before we got super off track? We hadn't gotten before? anywhere. That's true. Okay. Uh well, with that being said, now that we're past all the, you know, you know, stuff that we get sidetracked with pretty much every single episode. It always has to do with food somehow. Anyway, um, good show ahead of us. We're going to be talking uh, NBA All-Star Weekend, or should I say NBA All-Star Sunday. Uh, we're going to be talking about the, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. Just a very bad choice of words by Myers Leonard from the Miami Heat. Um, and then we're also going to be talking about, obviously, playoffs they're in full swing now for high school sports here in arizona so eric and i will kind of dive in a little bit to that some of them already started some of them aren't going to be starting up until thursday uh we're recording this on wednesday this will likely come out thursday morning or afternoon right before the start of the uh the boys basketball quarterfinals or i'm sorry opening round not quarterfinals so uh we're going to kind of run through things uh just to start off eric that first off the skills challenge um once again uh a big man wins it demonte sabanis from the uh from the indiana, pa- indiana pacers almost stumbled there he got uh, a bonus sabonis okay. all right there's are you, are you you good you got out of your system yeah okay cool um he came in second i believe last year right something like that i don't so know i don't really pay this wasn't as big yeah i don't i don't pay attention to the skills challenge as much because it's i think he used to it used to be so much better, but now it's kind of, you know, whatever. Uh, Steph Curry, obviously, everyone knew that he was going to win the three-point contest because he's, you know, ridiculous. Um, but let's get into the All-Star game. Uh, yeah. Team LeBron just dominated. And a lot of that had to do with the, uh, you know, the the show that Damian Lillard and Stephen Curry put on from, I don't even want to say three-point line, literally from, like, near the half court. If they were playing line. on a high school court, it would have been, like, at – at half court pretty much every time. Well, I think Dame, didn't he win it on a half court shot? 
It was like, yeah, he was a step inside the line from half court. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> but just crazy, man. I mean, poor uh, poor team Durant. Like, they just, you know, I mean, I think they probably did get some money. They probably announced that. It didn't yeah, they got they got it was a few hundred thousand dollars for their, their charity as well. Got but, it. So, yeah, um, that's good. And, like, obviously these games aren't necessarily the most competitive anyway because it's like, you know, the, for the first three quarters they don't play defense. And the way that they did it now, it's like, you know, the first to get to, you know, a certain amount of points or whatever. I think it's in honor of Kobe Bryant. Uh, what, 24 points after the um, – or 24 points more than, the like, the leading team score or something like that. Um, yeah. Anyway, it was still an entertaining all-star game. I think it was it was fun because – I don't know. I mean, obviously it wasn't the same as last year because, you know, it was right before the pandemic really started. Yeah. Um, but it kind of brought a little bit of a sense of normal, I guess you can say, which is all that we're really looking forward to. Yeah, man. You know, going forward, so. Yeah, I uh, I kind of like the, I think it's called the Elam rule, the, um, the, the points at the end. But I think it's fun because it ends up making that last little bit at least semi-competitive. Some games yeah. um, in the past – if the if it, the score had been a blowout or something, um, we've seen it where it's a thirty point game and no one tries even all the way to the end. Um, yep. So at least you get a few possessions within that last ten points or whatever um, that people are trying. But it ended up just being a a long distance three point contest. Yep. Um, what at first was a bunch of dunks and fun plays and stuff like that ended up being just Lillard and Curry and some of the guards on the other team pulling up from basically half court to see you could uh, hit the longest three pointer and just kind of wave at everyone. Um, yeah. I did you did you see really quick when Steph? Um, I mean, he's done it before, obviously, but when he shot the three and then turned around. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about as confident as every time. And obviously, he doesn't shoot fifty percent because nobody shoots fifty percent no, three no. pretty much. So more than uh, more often than not, he misses a three. Yeah. Like every time I watch Steph, every time he shoots, I think it's going in. Yeah. Well, you Has have there ever been it. anyone like that where you think every single shot, regardless, you think it's going in? Uh, I mean, I guess the only person I can really think of would be Michael Jordan. Yeah. Because even, even like even yeah, but even like LeBron, like I mean, yeah, LeBron obviously is very good, but like. I don't know. Like, I feel like every time he shot from three, I think it might have just been his shooting style. Like, it just wasn't as smooth as, like, yeah. Steph Curry. So I thought, like, eh, maybe that's going to, like, bounce off the rim or whatever. It always looked like it's too, like, long of a shot. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's the form. It's the confidence he shoots yeah. with and everything. I don't – and there's no way to measure this. But I just – every time he shoots a three ball, it looks like it's going in. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, so there is one guy who we're talking about the all-star game that I always laugh and I know he deserves to be there. Obviously Kawhi Leonard. Um, mm -hmm. I always laugh seeing him there because he's such a, um, a fundamental player. He's, he's obviously fun because he's so good, but he doesn't have a ton of character on the court. He doesn't play some crazy style. Um, he he's a good shooter. He plays defense. He can drive and hit mid-range shots and hit layups and everything. He's a great player, but he doesn't do anything that flashy. And so, I don't know. I just every time I see him out on the all-star floor, he looks like he doesn't know how to act because um, everyone else is smiling and doing goofy stuff and um, whatever. And he'll just get in and like make the correct pass. Like 
what are you doing? <laughs> he doesn't look like he's having fun. Yeah. I think what you're trying to say. Yeah. It, it just yeah. doesn't fit the way he plays. No, um, it doesn't. The all-star game. Whereas someone like Steph or Lillard and everything, they, they just put on a show every time they play anyway. So in a situation like that, it's great. No, I, I agree with you. Um, I think, I think one thing that was really funny though, I think was Chris Paul getting the alley-oop. Yeah. I mean, I would have loved to see Devin Booker play, obviously. And, you know, I think it's funny. You and I said something like, oh, maybe he'll be like a all-star substitute or whatever. And then obviously Anthony Davis was out. So he became the substitute and then he got hurt. So he, who, wasn't it, was it Mike Conley that replaced him? Yes. Jazz? Yeah. So, and then Mike Conley came in and, you know, replaced him. Got second in the three-point contest, actually. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, it would have been really fun to see Devin Booker out there, too. Because I think he would have probably started shooting with Steph and Lillard as well. Yeah, definitely. He's so, that kind of guy. I, I ended up being happy because Mike Conley is um, oh yeah, that is amazing and had never made it before. So, yeah. even if it's because all this happened, it's cool that he got to be there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the dunk contest. How boring was that, man? It was okay. I mean, I don't think anyone is expecting much from it. I know, but like... But, like, when you have, and I understand, like, you have to only do, you know, the three dunks or whatever they had, or four dunks, I don't know, whatever. But, I mean, man, when you look at some of the, I mean, first of all, it looks like Cassia Stanley just gave up. Um, And then, I mean, Anthony Simon's dunk, like, to win it, like, the kiss the rim thing, like, it was cool, and he got up high, but, like, he didn't jump over a mascot spinning around on a, you know, on a set on a what with the hoverboard, yeah, and go and you know, put it underneath his you know, legs that are at 90 degree angles. Like, it just wasn't the same, yeah. Um, I really hope next year is much better. Um, I don't know, man, it was it was a little underwhelming for me, and, that, and it's kind of sad because the the dunk contest is the one like I literally record all all star weekend. Like, if I can't watch it live, I'll record everything, like, even from Saturday to the all star game on Sunday. And that's really the one thing I look forward to the most. That yeah. and probably a three point contest. But I was I wasn't that impressed. Yeah, the all the of all of All Star Weekend, it's the dunk contest is far and away the best event. I think yeah. it's better than the All Star game itself most of the time. Because oh yeah, me too. Three quarters isn't competitive. Um, yeah, and use sometimes even all four quarters. But um, yeah, the crit. This year was fun. I think the the All Star Game was better than the dunk contest. You mentioned Chris Paul, yeah. the local guy, getting his dunk, and some of the Steph Curry hit a dunk. Um, yeah, their dunks were better than the ones in the contest. Yeah, um, but I think part of what makes the dunk contest fun, also um, with all the different factors, there's a ton of things that make it fun. But is you usually have thirty. 20 something uh, all these great players that are sitting on the sidelines and they're just rooting on their friends um they're sitting baseline and they make these funny reactions the reactions from the players um when a teammate or a friend makes an awesome dunk is almost just as fun as the dunks themselves Um, yeah and that kind of it's the whole energy and the whole vibe of the thing um when you make it just a halftime show it's not that much different than the gorilla going on the um trampoline, on the trampoline yeah. with that crew at the Suns game or whatever else is happening. Those dunks yes, are I, I agree with you. I thought the dunks themselves were okay. Um yeah. they were obviously very athletic and everything. I wonder if these guys didn't have enough time to practice or 
what? Maybe, but I mean, I don't know. I guess it's whatever. I mean, I guess we couldn't really expect much when it was all condensed into one night anyway. So I guess, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, Myers Leonard, I'll let you take it away. Yeah. So I don't normally get that caught up into this kind of thing. Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Myers Leonard is a, a heat player and he was doing a stream. I think it was on Twitch, some sort of video game stream. He was playing, I believe it was call of duty, some shooting game. Um, and he called someone uh, a Jewish slur and uh, uh, not to call any racism. Okay. But just, I, I, I felt this one personally because I have a bunch of Jewish family. I did. We celebrated a lot of Jewish cultural things growing up. Um, and I don't know. I just, he called someone, it starts with a K, um, a bad word that you can call a Jew. It's, there are definitely worse words to say. Um, you could say, things about different races and everything, but Jews have gotten a lot of this stuff too. Um, and he puts out this apology um, and it's basically saying he didn't realize what he was saying. And I just have a hard time believing that um, because uh, when it's used in a slur like that, you know, it's a bad word in general. Um, and he's been a guy that if you remember when all the, the stuff was happening with Black Lives Matter and everything like that, and people were talking about kneeling for the for the national anthem and everything. He, despite all his black teammates and everyone uh, kneeling for the anthem, um, he refused to do it. And he gave some weird reason that has to do with, I think, military, which we could have a whole different discussion like that. And it, it, so it seems like he's kind of tone deaf in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and then this happens and it just, it doesn't make sense to me that you would use that as an excuse, uh, that you didn't know what you were saying, because clearly if you're using it to, uh, he used it in anger and everything, you know, it's a bad word, you know, it's harmful. Um, it just, I don't know. And it, it's hard for me to get too angry because I don't like this whole quote unquote cancel culture thing. Um, we look back and find stuff, you know, Dr. Seuss and, different characters from 1980s uh, cartoons and stuff like that and get angry about it, and whatever else. Um, obviously, we need to be decent as humans. We need to be good people. We need to not say terrible things about each other. But um, the amount of outrage people have on social media about certain things is is a little bit too much. But this one just, it, 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 it kind of hit close to home just because it was a, a personal thing. And I know that does that doesn't mean it's any bigger or any worse than other things people have said over a long time. There's been a lot of racial and discriminatory issues we've dealt with. Um, but I don't know. It, there's just, there needs to be something done. But I don't think um, outrage on social media is exactly what it needs to be. Does that make sense? No, I get it 100%. Um, you know, I, this one is a little bit more personal for you. So that's why I'm not really, yeah. you know, I'm going to, I mean, regardless, there's no place for it at yeah. all. I, uh, um, and, and I like, I get humor. Um, if you're not able to laugh at yourself, you know, more than anyone, I laugh at myself and my family and my culture all the time. Um, but there's it's the way you use a word and it's there's just certain words you don't say in a public setting and um 
the idea of getting mad about what someone said on uh, Twitch or whatever stream it was is objectively weird. Um, it's a new thing that we just haven't navigated until a few years ago when um, if you had said five years ago that you were going to watch NBA players play Call of Duty and it was going to matter what they said, I would have laughed. But that's the way it is now. And that's the way a lot of these people um, get messages. And if, if it's okay for him to say that, then everyone watching um, may think it's okay. And you, even if it perpetuates one person to start talking like that, it's it's not good. Um, and the, the words are harmful, but it's the actions and it's the attitude that actually means something about this. So um, it makes me sad. I don't think the guy should not be allowed to play basketball or whatever. I just think it's um, some, he needs to learn something. And it doesn't seem like he's learned his lesson that much because this apology thing. And um, I don't know that I normally want to grade the way someone apologizes for things, but it just it didn't come out very sincere. No, I don't. I you know, and the thing is, I didn't. I didn't see the video, obviously, of him saying it. But I read that. Um, I think he said it, and then he got a phone call from someone, and then he said something like, "Oh, my wife needs me," so he ended the stream. Um, I really want to know if that was actually his wife on the phone, or if it was, right. uh, you know, maybe Eric Spolstra or. Uh, Pat Riley, Pat Riley on the yeah, phone. Pat, like, get Pat Riley, what, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> he'd probably, he he'd probably, knowing Pat, he's like, first off, what the hell is a Twitch? Yeah, yeah. He said, what? On, what? <laughs> what is a Twitch? <laughs> are his muscles okay? <laughs> are you injured? Yeah, back spasms. Who's twitching? <laughs> yeah, and so. Yeah, thank you for letting me speak a little bit on this. Yeah, it's for sure, man. A little bit cathartic, and I know that's not normally the kind of thing we do. Um, we're we're mostly about having fun and the sports and everything, but it was this is kind of sports related, just because it's an athlete. Um, it and I've never thought much of the guy anyway. Um, I think just you, you can look back on some of his history and the his stance, literally on things, um, and kind of gain a feel for who this person is. But um, I don't know. It's it's just a little disheartening, but hopefully something good comes out of it. Hopefully we learn a little bit. Should we go on to something a little more fun? Yeah. Um, high school playoffs. So, Eric, really quick, um, you know, there's not a lot for us to dive into. Well, I guess there is. But we're not going to dive into deep analysis or anything like that. Yeah. We're mostly going to. So first things first, I kind of want to just go through 6A and read some of the scores. If you have 5A pulled up, let's just read the scores from uh, last night's opening round for girls basketball. Now, just to you know, kind of explain a little bit, girls basketball and is it just boys soccer, correct? That played on Tuesday night. Yes. The other games, uh, boys basketball is being played Thursday, and boys soccer, I believe, is tonight. So Wednesday. The smaller March school 10. conferences for boys basketball play tonight. I think four, three, and two are tonight. Okay. At least four is. Got it. Okay. So regardless, what the scores that you're going to hear from us right now are girls basketball and the uh, boys soccer scores. And then we'll run through after we get done. Uh, and we're going to go through this pretty quick. And obviously, all these can be found at azpreps365.com. Um, we're going to run through this pretty quick, and then we're going to kind of go through and just highlight some of the matchups that are there for the quarterfinals. And 
see if you know eric and i have any dark horses beyond the ones that we've already named in past episodes so to start eric i'll run through 6a girls basketball scores i'll let you do 5a and then we'll just go from there 4a 3a 2a cool cool all right so last night uh hamilton the number one seed beat up on sabola number 16 seed 65 15 hamilton was up i think 40 something to like three at halftime yeah you sent me you sent me that score at halftime and we were both just kind of amazed yeah, yeah, I think it was I think it was 45 3 40 something. 40 40 something to 3. Yeah. I mean Hamilton I, I saw Hamilton beat up on uh or not beat up on. I saw Hamilton beat Seton Catholic. So, I mean, and Seton Catholic is one of the best teams in the state regardless. Seton Catholic might be the favorite if they were playing in 5A. They could be one of the favorites in 6A too. Yeah, they might be a so, final 14 in 6A. They would be they'd probably be like a 3 seed in 6A right now. Anyway, um moving down the the bracket here, number 8 Perry beat Sandra Day O'Connor 57 to 49. Number 5 Westwood, uh very good story over there. Uh beat Desert Vista who was the number 12 seed 59 to 43. Number 4 Dobson uh, they beat number 13, Desert Ridge, 56-32. Xavier Prep, the number three seed, beat number 14, Tucson, 56-42. Number six, Mesa, beat number 11, Pinnacle, in overtime, 69-63. Great game there out at Mesa. Number seven, Highland, fell to number 10, Rinson, or Rincon, slash University. I never know how to say that school's name, so I apologize. Um, but... Um, Rincon, Rinson slash University, uh, they they beat Highland 40 to 33. Highland was one of those teams that I went out and saw earlier in the season. They were having one of their best seasons, I think, since like 2008 when Minor Webster was the head coach there. But unfortunately, that their season came to uh, an early end. Uh, number two, Valley Vista beat number 15, Boulder Creek, 74-33. And just to kind of give, give another quick rundown, uh, quarterfinal matchups, these are taking place on March 12th, which is Friday night. Uh, number one, Hamilton versus number eight, Perry, going to be a good one out there. Number four, Dobson versus number five, Westwood, another very good one. Uh, number three, Xavier Prep versus number six, Mesa. And number two, Valley Vista is hosting Rincon slash Rinson. Again, I'm so sorry. I can't remember how to say that. The name. R team. The R team uh, from Tucson. So that's a long trip. Uh, I believe they're the Rangers, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, um, too. Yeah, so a long trip for them. Uh, Eric that- 5A. That oh, top of the the bracket in six A is that those two matchups up there are real monster matchups. Oh man, Westwood Dobson they've played twice already this year. Yeah, they split twice. those two games, right? Uh, they did, and I believe Dobson got the nod for the uh, for the four seed because I think Westwood lost to Valley Vista. So I think one of them only has like one or two losses on the year. Yeah, they both were great teams, and we oh, yeah. we figured that one of those two would be in the final four because of how good they would be. And so, um, it, I mean, literally one of them has to be in the final four now. Yep. Whoever wins is in there. Perry Hamilton's another really good one. Oh, I man. Hamilton's the best team in the state. Uh, them or Valley Vista, obviously. But um, Perry's been in the final four before. They were in it last year and barely yep. lost to eventual champion Valley Vista. It took basically a buzzer beater. Um, yeah for Valley Vista to beat Perry last year, and they brought back uh, some of their girls. So that's going to be a really good one, too, of uh, Chandler uh, School District. So 6A is a fun bracket right now. Yeah, it's very fun. It's going to be – I mean, those matchups on Friday night are going to be awesome. Yeah. I think I think I might go to Dobson. I'm not going to lie. That's going to be a good Dobson. one. It's going to be so fun. Uh, I'll let you read off 5A. So 5A was all chalk, um, and there really weren't even that many close games. 
that I think all of them, yeah, looking through it, every single one in 5A girls in the first round was double-digit wins for the home team. Um, but Castile beat Paradise Valley. That was the 116-76-52. Paradise Valley was a really cool story getting in because they, they got a one-point win over Horizon on the last game of the season to barely sneak into the playoffs. Um, so that was a really cool thing. Gilbert, and they were the number eight team. They beat Sunnyside 41-20. to Flowing Wells, 59-12. Canyon View, Flowing Wells was the five. Canyon View, number 12-45. Canyon View, this was their first time being in the playoffs. It's a new school and everything, but they look to be a team on the rise because they're still very young. Um, and they're they're still just growing as a school. Cactus Shadows beat Horizon uh, fifty nine to forty four. That was the four thirteen matchup. They played a couple times already this year, and Cactus Shadows handled them. Um, Cactus Shadows, I've I've seen them play this year. They play really really good defense. Um, kind of a team team defense that's fast and uh, can can really limit scores. Millennium, the three seed and the two-time defending champion, beat 14 Cienega, 73-26. to They are another young team. 5A, this is kind of the big thing. There's a lot of really young, talented squads that I think this year is going to be awesome, but also we're going to see a lot of these same teams next year. Um, and 6 Williams Field beat 11 Willow Canyon, 72-44. to That brings up that Millennium-Williamsfield matchup, which is... Uh, two D1 lead guards going at it as seniors. Um, and that's Cassidy Dixon for Millennium versus Williamsfield, which has Toddy Claiborne. They're both D1 commits um, and both kind of run the show offensively. That's going to be a great one. Sunrise Mountain beat Apollo. That was the 7-10 matchup, 76-43. I've seen Sunrise Mountain a couple times this year. Um, they were the runner-up last year in 5A, and they brought back a lot of their talent. They lost to Apollo earlier in the year, but obviously made up for it pretty big here. And then the last first round matchup was number two Verado beat number fifteen Catalina Foothills sixty four to thirty four, and that brings up a Sunrise Mountain Verado game that is going to be, I think, fantastic. I think that's the game of the um, the quarterfinals in this bracket. I have to imagine that's probably one of them you might think about going to, right? Yes. I If yeah. I'm not there, I'll be surprised. That yeah. The Williamsfield Millennium game is also going to be really good. Yeah, that is going to be a very good one also. Uh, if it wasn't out in Goodyear, uh, maybe I'd go. But, yeah. Um, you know, you know. side note for the football team I play for, we I've had to drive to Buckeye for the last two weeks and probably this weekend as well. So, yeah. I, I don't want to. I don't. Making yeah. it out to Verado High School, I'm guessing. No. No, I don't want to go. Uh, I don't want to go out there more than once a week if I don't have to. You could go so, to. Um, yeah. You could go to Castile. That's a that's a good one. But I know you're well, the the Dobson Westwood one though. Yeah, I'm just that's thinking about hard. that drive. Yeah. You could also go all the way to to Cave Creek and see Cactus Shadows. That's not a. That's, yeah, that's a trek too. You know, I I spent forty dollars to fill half of my gas tank last week i don't want to have to do that more than two times a week like i do now so yep uh four a scores so um kind of the same well no there's a little bit more close matchups here uh at least one that's a little bit closer there are several blowouts 
Um, starting with number one, Seton Catholic, the team that Eric and I also already mentioned as probably one of the favorites if they were in the 6A conference. Uh, they beat number 16, Paradise Honors, 68 to 33. Number nine, Coconino, shocked number eight, Estrella Foothills with a 52 to 49 win. Uh, Notre Dame Prep, number five, beat number 12, Combs, 48-22. Number four, Mesquite, beat number 13, Post and Butte, 64-27. Uh, number three, Saguaro from down in Tucson. So not, you know, sag you, but uh, Saguaro. Sah. Uh, yeah, they you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they beat number 14, Thunderbird, 58-43. to Number six, Flagstaff beat ALA Queen Creek, which was the 11 seed, 71 to 39. Number seven, Deer Valley beat number 10, Pueblo Magnet, 52 to 30. And number two, South Point Catholic beat number 15, Deseret, 50 to 16. Very similar to the Hamilton and Cibola score. Uh, Quarterfinals, number one, Seton Catholic versus number nine, Coconino. Coconino coming down from uh, the White, or not White Mountains, but from Flagstaff. I wonder if Lance is going to make a trip down here might have to meet him first a little pregame food if so uh number four mesquite versus number five notre dame prep uh number three sahuaro versus number six flagstaff and number two south point catholic versus number seven deer valley uh i think one of the games that kind of sticks out to me the most is that mesquite notre dame prep four or five matchup yeah um i went out to notre dame prep last night to see that yeah. against combs that's right. I, yeah, you, I saw that tweet actually. Yeah, they they've got a new coach. Del Mims is a uh, he really brought back the Paradise Honors boys team um, a few years ago and brought them to. Um, obviously, Zach Heddle does a great job there now, but he kind of started that foundation of of becoming a good basketball school. Um, and they're they're great now. They've got a, a bunch of good seniors. They're led by Olivia Pouts or Potts, I can't remember how to pronounce her name. She's there. Mm -hmm. She's a Black Hill State commit um, D2 in South Dakota. She's their center, but also kind of plays a little bit on the outside, can shoot a little bit. Um, And then she's got a sister, Ava Potts, who is um, a freshman. So it's kind of a fun freshman, senior, uh, little sister, big sister duo, but they both played really well um, against a tough Combs team. And um, they play pretty good defense. They play hard. Yeah, and you know, um, Mesquite, Candace Gonzalez has been there for so long as the head coach. And Mesquite's one of those teams where literally every single year, they're always a dark horse, whether they're, you know, a low seed or one of the favorites and one of the top seeds. Uh, just year in and year out, Coach Gonzalez has that team ready to play every single night. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, just a very, very talented team there as well. Uh, let's move on to 3A, Eric. Yes. So our analysis is going to be a little bit less on this. We don't know a ton about a lot of these teams. Yeah. But, um, number one, Page beat number 16, Wickenburg, 73 to 25. Eight, Yuma Catholic beat eight Gil- or nine, Gilbert Christian. This was the closest one, 45 to 44, um, one point game there. Number five, Valley Christian, uh, undefeated, if I'm not mistaken, still, right? Uh, no, they one at the end of the year. They lost. Um, hang on, I can look really quick here. They did lose though because they dropped from like the number one seed to the five seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they they had gone most of the season undefeated. So either yeah. way, they're a quality squad. Um, oh yeah, they beat Safford fifty to thirty seven. Number four Thatcher beat number thirteen Florence. Thatcher is the defending, I think, two A champion, if I'm not mistaken. Um. 
and they beat them 51 to 17. Holbrook 3 beat Blue Ridge 14, 69, nice to 42. Um, 6 Winslow beat 11 Borgade Catholic, 82 to 27. Sholo, which I think is a cool name at the number 7 seat, beat 50, uh, beat 10 Globe, um, 52 to 36. And Snowflake, number 2, beat 15 Sabino, 64 to 33. Um, and so that one was... Also, all chalk. The 8-9 was the closest game, which isn't that surprising, but we've got one page hosting eight Duma Catholic in the next round, four Thatcher hosting five Valley Christian, three Holbrook hosts six Winslow, and two Snowflake hosts seven Sholo. Um, I think probably that 5-4 matchup is the one to look forward to the most, right? Yeah, no, I agree with you. And by the way, Valley Christian is still undefeated. Okay. I think so. I thought they lost because they dropped from like two to five or one to five or something like that. Yeah, but, I think it's just um, that strength of schedule. It, it was the strength of schedule. Yeah, I think I don't know if they got a ton of help from their region. That might be why. Right. But um, I mean, being undefeated is undefeated. It, it's on. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, that four or five matchup. Um, I don't know a ton about Thatcher, but just from what Lee has said, I mean, that's a very good Thatcher squad up there. Um, yeah, they, and, I'm pretty sure they won in 2A last year. Um, yeah, I believe so, right. and then they moved up, yeah. And then obviously Valley Christian's very good. You know, yes. they're, they're undefeated, so. Uh, 2A, kind of run through the... Oh, no, 2A, I'm sorry. So 2A is the one that we're not going to cover because they their play. opening round matchups are tonight, yeah. So they had the conference play-in, so a little bit different. Um, 1A, um, so they actually play the quarterfinals tonight. So I'll go ahead and just read those ones. So... Leading Edge Academy here in Gilbert, or not here in Gilbert, I'm in Chandler, but in Gilbert in the East Valley. Um, number one seed, they're hosting number eight, Joseph City. Number four, four Williams hosting number five, Muggion. Number three, St. Michael hosting number six, Anthem Prep. And number two, Fort Thomas hosting number seven, St. David. I don't know a ton about these teams, but I do know Leading Edge is very, very good, and they're probably the favorite by far. They beat Lincoln Prep 77 to 20 in the opening round. So I'll take your word for it. I don't know. A single thing about any of these teams. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to girls soccer really quick. So those, uh, oh no, sorry, it's boys soccer that that played last night. Uh, 6A, I'll run through it. So number one, San Luis, uh, which by the way, shout out to Gridiron Arizona for correcting me. Apparently I said they were in Eastern Arizona. They're actually in like the Southwest corner of the state near Yuma. Um, and I, I could pull up the, the message that he sent me, but I don't, I don't, it would take me a little bit to find it now. Um, but anyway, uh, they hosted number 16, Sandra Day O'Connor, San Luis won seven to one. Let me number get, eight. before you go on to the next one. Yeah. Tell me, I'm going to be happy if you know this. You might not. Seven one is a significant score for international soccer. Can you tell me why? No. It was two World Cups ago, Germany. Oh, Germany. Seven to one. Um, yep. In Germany. Weirdest games I've ever seen in my life. Yep, I remember watching Every that. Every time actually. I see a 7-1 game, which isn't that often, I think of that. That's a lot of goals. It was nuts. That's a lot of goals scored, man. Especially against um, Brazil, who's incredible. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, number eight, Desert Vista. They beat number nine, Highland, 4-0. to zero. Number 12, Basha, upset number five, Chandler, 3-1. to one. Number four, Tucson, one in penalty kicks over number 13, Pinnacle. Uh, number three, Brophy beat number 14, Desert Ridge, 4-0. to zero. Number six, Dobson beat number 11, Cibola, 3-0. to zero. 
Number 10, Mesa upset the R team, Rinson slash Rincon University. Number they uh the Jackrabbits won three to one there. And then number four, Chaper- or, sorry, number two, Chaparral beat number 15, Red Mountain, four to one. Um quarterfinal matchups, these will take place on Saturday at 2 p.m. at the high seed. Um, so number one, San Luis is hosting number eight, Desert Vista. Number four, Tucson hosting number 12, Basha. Number three, Brophy hosting number six, Dobson. And number two, Chaparral hosting number 10, Mesa. I thought I said Mesa twice there, but I didn't. I think I said Dobson, so we're good. All right, 5A, go ahead, Eric. Yeah, before we get to that, um, you talked about penalty kicks for the Tucson game. If you had to take a penalty kick, do you think you would score? Um, I think you could get lucky and score because – it's such a big goal, and I think you would have to honestly get lucky. Um, I don't know much about your kicking skills. You're not just going to rifle it past the keeper. Um, but I think if you got if you if you went up there and looked confident, they would have to guess rather than just wait for you. Um, I think you might be able to get a goal. You know, it'd be really funny. I was I was kind of imagining myself in that situation, and for some reason, I kept thinking that'd be like Charlie Brown and just whiff. You might. <laughs> it's a, i mean it's it's harder than it looks obviously yeah no i think i'm pretty i used to play soccer back in the day i wasn't good but you know i can kick a ball yeah um the biggest thing i would think is go up there confident if the goalie doesn't know anything about you um yeah. if it's a good keeper and they know that you're not going to be able to kick it well they know they can just have some time to react um but if they think you're actually good they'll have to guess before so maybe you could get lucky so it's all about yeah. going up there and having some bravado and everything. Maybe walk up there doing the Dougie or something. That's right. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, we got, we let's, I digress. <laughs> I digress. Um, so 5A, Castile, the one seed, uh, beat Lake Havasu 9-1. to one. Hey, before you move on, before you move on. Yes. What significant international soccer scores is 9-1? to one? I don't remember. There isn't one. I just wanted to say what you said. Go ahead. That's fair. Um, <laughs> entirely fair. Uh, Nogales was upset by Glendale, uh, the 9-8 matchup, 3-3, and then 3-2 in penalties. That sounds like a fun game. Washington, the defending 4A champion, um, got an upset as the 12 seed in the 5A tournament. They beat number 5 Gila Ridge 3-2. Paradise Valley eked out a win against Verado. The 4-13 matchup, 1-0. Uh, 3 Ironwood beat 14 Gilbert. Um, I think they won. It was 2018 when they won the big school championship, the 6A Gilbert. Um, Ironwood beat them 5-0. 6 Campo Verde beat 11 Sunrise Mountain 4-1. Um, and the 10-seed Sunnyside upset McClintock at 7, 2-0. Uh, and Independence at two beat Horizon three to one. Um, so we've got Castile versus Glendale. Washington is again the the underdog at four Paradise Valley, three six Ironwood Campo Verde, and two Independence versus ten Sunnyside. And those are those are some day games. It might even be a little bit hot when they play on the thirteenth. It might be maybe not eleven a.m. But 2 p.m. for sure when you're getting into those afternoon hours. Yep. Uh, by the way, the Washington-Hela Ridge matchup, I have to ask you, does that kind of hit a little bit hard for you? Because Hela Ridge was your favorite in football, too. They were. 
Um, yeah. But I, I watched Washington. I still, I, I will always not root for them, but I have an appreciation for Washington because of the way that they beat Arcadia in last year's for a championship game. It was as close to a buzzer beater as you can get in soccer. Wow. Um, they hit a free kick within the last minute um, to, to win the championship, having been down one Oh, most of the game, they scored twice in the second wow. half and uh, won that. So I've got great respect for them. That's crazy. Um, let's move on to the four a, which I will take over. So we are talking number one, South point Catholic beat number 16, Thunderbird five, zero number nine, Coronado beat number eight, Choya in overtime one, zero, uh, number five, Notre Dame prep beat number 12, Canyon del Oro four to two, number four, Saguaro beat number 13, Buckeye three to zero. Number three, Walden Grove beat number 14, Lee Williams, four to one. Number six, Tempe beat Mojave, who is the number 11 seed, two to zero. Number 10, Cortez upset number seven, Flagstaff, two to one. And number two, Prescott beat number 15, ALA Queen Creek, five to one. If we're talking matchups for Saturday, number nine, Coronado at South Point Catholic, the one seed. Notre Dame Prep making the short drive over to Saguaro. That's a 5-4 matchup. Number six, Tempe, heading all the way down to number three, Walden Grove, south of Tucson. And number 10, Cortez, making the trip up north to Prescott, which is the number two seed. Um, Eric, this one, the 4A conference, um, I mean, you have to say, I mean, South Point Catholic, they're just, they're good. Prescott's really good, too. Um, I think South Point Catholic should be the favorite. Yeah, I, I agree. And but I don't know a ton about the other teams, really but you can look up some of the stories about how I think it's like maybe 800 or something like some ridiculous number. Of yep. Um, yeah, exactly. Over time. And it's it's amazing. I don't know if 800 is correct. It's several hundred wins, though. Um, yeah, which is impressive. He's been there decades. So and they've been good for a long time. Coronado is a sneaky good team. They won. the. Yeah. They won the 3A championship two years ago uh, before now they're moved up. And, um, yeah, I mean, the the Scottsdale matchup between Saguaro and Notre Dame prep is fun, too. Um, but this one's another one that was uh, – I don't know a ton about a lot of these teams. We've got Northern and Southern Arizona and with teams like Prescott and Walden Grove and some of those teams. So it's hard to know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll let you take over for the 3A, the last yeah. soccer conference. Yeah, so we've got a few more upsets in this, and that doesn't really surprise me for the 3A because it ends up being some of your private schools, things like that, against um, smaller competition of, yeah. of, of stuff like that. But the number one seed, ALA Gilbert North, beat 16 Trivium Prep 1-0 in overtime, um, which is impressive by Trivium Prep to get to get that nil-nil um, guessing they were playing a pretty defensive style, just kind of maybe trying to go on the counterattack and everything, but to hold yeah. the number one seed to zero in, um, in regular time is pretty impressive, but they beat them one zero. Uh, number nine Thatcher fell the number or number eight Thatcher fell the number nine board gate Catholic two to one 12 Gilbert Christian beat five Yuma Catholic four, four penalties, three, two, um, Number four, Veritas Prep beat 13, Chandler Prep 3-0. to zero. Number 14 seed uh, got the biggest upset of the day over number three, Valley Christian 3-2. to two. 
11 basis Phoenix beat six push Ridge one to zero um, <laughs> push Ridge push is it push. Yeah, it's push. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> number seven, Phoenix country day beat 10 AZ college prep seven to two and Northwest Christian, the number two seed beat Ben Franklin one to zero. Another one like the one sixteen matchup where, um, there goes my phone. Um, <laughs> but, uh, they they held them to zero zero regular time. I can guess that um, they played a pretty defensive style, just tried to limit mistakes and limit opportunities. But when you have a, a team as good as Northwest Christian, it's hard to do that for too long. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that is the rundown for the high school games that have taken place. Um, again, more to come. You know, Thursday. Well, actually, today, which is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then obviously next week, uh, culminating with the championships, all on Saturday, literally all the same day. But with that being said, uh, we're gonna wrap things up here. Once again, thank you all for listening. Make sure to give us all a follow on Twitter at Zach Elvira, at Enuman Rights, at AZHSFB, and at Arizona Varsity. Uh, until next week, we'll see uh, how some of these playoff matchups uh, unfold, and we'll have some of the semifinal matchups as well. Uh, But with that being said, once again, thanks for listening, and we will uh, talk to you all next week. Later.